Hey guys, it is Pam and Jeremy here. And before we get into today's episode, we have a bit of a disclaimer for you. So we recorded this episode a few hours before the Super Bowl um, a few weeks ago. And you're going to hear in the episode that we're talking about our 2022 Kelly predictions with our guests. Now, little did we know, a couple hours later, we would, we would be getting the big news that Kelly is going to be co-hosting the American Song Contest. So just keep that in mind when you're listening. We were kind of clueless, um, <laughs> but you know we're 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 excited for that, and uh, I hope you enjoy our other guesses because Kelly does have some other projects coming up this year. Yes. So while you're listening to the episode, just remember we did not know quite yet about the American Song Contest, uh, but we do now, and uh, we're very excited about it. And we'll obviously be covering that uh, in the weeks to come here on Missing the Podcast. So with that said, enjoy our latest roundtable episode of Miss Into Podcast. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Brianne. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. It is a new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Hey, everybody, I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. Welcome to a brand new episode. All right, Pam, before we get to our roundtable episode today, we have some news to talk about. You and I have a lot of feelings about this news, which I don't even know how to take it. So apparently, according to the internet, Kelly Clarkson is changing her name to Kelly Brianne legally. And for those of you who don't know, Brianne is her middle name. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, so this news first came out. If you're listening to the podcast in real time, the news first came out on Friday, February 18th. So just this past Friday that Kelly was going to supposedly change her name. And it first got mentioned on this gossip website called The Blast, which is made by a guy who once used to work at TMZ and I mean, even still today, people don't consider TMZ a 100% credible source. Like they, like if you were to hear some sort of breaking news and you heard it in two places, if you heard it on like the, on NPR and if you heard it on TMZ, people would be more likely to accredit NPR than they would TMZ because there's just something, even though TMZ has broken some of the biggest celebrity stories of the last 20 years they still don't quite get 100% credibility. And even more so when you talk about some of these other tertiary celebrity gossip sites. And so when people started posting that this website, The Blast, which I'd never heard of, was saying that Kelly was doing this, I'm like, "Mm, okay, I'll wait until there's better confirmation. Well, it only took a few hours before every other website, including Yahoo and Fox News and you name it, were all picking up on it. But a lot of them at the beginning were all citing this blast website. And this website said that they had seen the court documents. And now Us Weekly says they've seen the court documents. And and maybe we need to talk to some of our lawyer friends, Pam, because I don't know (laughs) if like they're not allowed to post the court documents online or if you're just allowed to look at them. Because honestly, like I kind of want to see these documents that everybody keeps saying they've looked at. That proves this is happening. And I'm not saying that it's not happening. It very well could. Weirder things have happened. But there's just something like I want to hear it from her saying, yes, I'm doing this. A couple of the different outlets have said that her people had no comment. 
I'm very confused about all of this, really. Yeah, I think also because someone actually tweeted this to us, I think on Thursday, and I wrote back, I was like, there's no way this is real, you know, and now it's out and apparently true. I'm not saying it's not true. I just think that and I'm not shouting out one particular person. This is pretty much me shouting out like my entire Twitter feed. <laughs> um, people in general, no, seriously, people in general just as soon as they read something, they accept it. And I'm not talking just about Kelly. I'm talking about entertainment. I'm talking about politics. I'm talking about science, yeah. health. As soon as people read one thing, they assume it's true. They don't take anything with a grain of salt or they don't research it further on maybe some more credible websites. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're all gu- a little bit guilty of it at times with clickbait things, but it's a problem that we have as a society. So I'm not saying that, that this is not true, um, but there's also, if it were to be true, we don't know all the facts. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, for example, a lot of women when they get married um, will sometimes drop their, their middle name and put their maiden name as their middle name. So for example, Kelly Clarkson Blackstock. I have no idea if she did that. It's not really my business. But there's, you know, there's a chance she might have. So I'm wondering if this whole huge thing that she's going back to is really just reclaiming her middle name um, that she was born with and just going back to Kelly Brianne Clarkson. I have no idea. None of us do. Um, is there a chance that she's dropping Clarkson altogether? Possibly. I think it would be kind of silly for marketing purposes, but because she has a whole talk show and empire revolved around her last name um but i don't know we've had a lot of people like reaching out to us asking what we think and fine if i end up being a massive fan of kelly brianne fine we're not changing our podcast uh (laughs) shtick we're still but uh you know it's fine i'm gonna support her whatever she wants to do but the end of the day i don't really care and i don't really like at honestly after you and i have this conversation i don't really want to talk about it with anyone unless we get some sort of like official word Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this doesn't affect anybody or their lives whatsoever. And, you know, if you've been a fan of the podcast since the beginning, we've always said that we will talk about any and all things Kelly Clarkson. But the one thing that we're not really going to delve into is her personal life, because that's not the part that's open to us. You know, that's that's the part for the gossip magazines and the blogs and all that to to speculate about. We want to talk about hard facts. Sure. We'll talk about, you know, our opinions on things, but we talk about our opinions on things that are career related. And if Kelly wanted to change her last name to, you know, Tyler, like she had married Steven Tyler, or, you know, she wanted to change her name to, or, or, or a Taylor for, from Justin to Kelly. Exactly. Yeah. Who cares? More power to you. You go girl. Um, here's another fact of the matter is, is that I, okay, let's, let's say for instance, that this is true. I, I'm almost 100% certain that nothing will change on the sort of the, the, the storefront side of Kelly's career. She's not going to suddenly start going by Kelly Brienne. It's not going to be the Kelly Brienne show. She is going to probably use a stage name and let's go down the list. Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Steven Tyler, David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, every rapper ever, like they all use stage names. Those are none of their real names. And it's all just things that we accept. And that's fine. So if her real name, when somebody has to sign a check to her is Kelly Brianne, great. But otherwise, eh, who cares? Um, But again, I'm kind of with you, Pam. You know, I'd rather hear it from her. And quite honestly, we might not ever hear anything from her. We might never get a statement from her saying, Yes, this is true. I've changed my name to Kelly Brianne. 
and, and if if we do hear from her, that may be the extent of the explanation. She doesn't know it's an explanation as to why she wants to change her name. She, again, she can change it to whatever she wants. Um, but yes, a lot of people asked us what our opinions were. A lot of people wanted to know. So this is us giving our opinion and it probably will, unless some other major deal is made out of it. This will probably be the last that we talk about it because it really does not matter in the grand scheme of her career and her music and her television. It just doesn't. All right. And without further ado, we spread ourselves all over the world to welcome our three guests to the episode today. First and foremost, uh, we would like to welcome Elaine. Elaine, hey, thanks for uh, being with us today. Thanks for having me. It's cool to talk to you guys. And Elaine, tell everybody where you're from. I'm in Dublin, in Ireland. Wonderful. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. My sister went to, she did, uh, uh, she was there for a college for a, a little bit. So that was the first country in Europe I ever went well the first city I went to go visit outside of Canada or the US and um I went during Christmas freezing but gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> I did the whole like I went and then we did like the, the Blarney and all we went and all it was fun it was a fun trip so I yeah. I love yeah. I love Ireland it's a it's a nicely sized country. You can get a lot done in very short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, <small>. absolutely. <laughs> I don't have anything cool to add other than the fact that ancestry DNA says I'm eight percent Irish. So there's that. That's all I have to add. <laughs> That's cool. Like everybody's a little bit Irish yes. in some very very distant way. Yes. <laughs> we we do we do tend to get around. Yes. I don't know what that says about us. <laughs> uh, and uh, also uh, from outside of the U.S., we want to welcome Godfrey. Thanks for being here. No, thank you for having me. It's so great to finally meet both of you. Um, you know, I've been listening to Miss Cinda podcast for a long time. So it's, you know, it's re really cool to be oh, here. Thank awesome. you. Uh, tell us where you're from. I am based in Toronto in Canada. Awesome. Very cool. Love Very nice. Canada. And then we do have cool. one guest uh, who is stateside today, and that is our friend Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, guys. So nice to see you. Good to see you, you as too. well. Michelle and I met. Um, only a few months ago through Rob, yes. our fashion correspondent, um, when Kelly did the talk show in New York for that like one, not, not even a week for like two days. Um, the way that it was set up is you had to have a, like a plus one with you. You had to, like you weren't able to just go by yourself. So the way that like stuff was scheduling up and like lining up, like I didn't have anyone who was able to go my one little time slot and Michelle was in the same boat. So Rob connected us and we had a really fun time there and yeah. we've been friends ever since. So thanks, Rob. That was Rob. great. That was great. Yes, yeah. Rob and I have been friends since the beginning, basically. Love so. it. That's awesome. Uh, well, before we get started with sort of our, our roundtable that we're going to be doing today, uh, we want to get to know you guys a little bit better. So, Elaine, we're going to start with you. Um, you have a very interesting history with both Kelly and also the band. Can you talk a little bit about, for people who don't, uh, who didn't know you back in the message board days, uh, can you tell a little bit about sort of your story and how you've connected with Kelly and uh, the people around her? Um, yeah, basically, I I suppose because I'm in Ireland, we didn't get Idol the first, so I kind of wasn't exposed to the whole hype of it initially. So the biggest, um, I guess, when Breakaway hit and Since You've Been Gone hit, that was like, oh, Jesus, getting hit by this amazing, wow, <laughs> cool. So then I was like, okay, now I'm obsessed. And um, I, I studied animation and art in college. And when I wasn't doing my assignments, I'd often just be listening to the, her, her, her albums and drawing. And I got into drawing like 
her, drawing her band, and kind of not that I've managed to get to that many shows because she's played here three times. <laughs> um, but just by virtue of her band are all really sound and really, really nice, they'd be like, oh, hey, and they liked the stuff that I was drawing and um, subsequently kind of did like uh, like a big picture of the whole band um, for a thing, it, ooh, a gig in Portland, Maine, I think years ago, um, kind of like an, an older iteration of uh, her band, y'all, I guess, because <laughs> um, I, I now look at the band on the stage and I'm like, oh, I, I, I've met so few of those people. Yeah. It's changed quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but then I think maybe uh, oh, probably about 10 years ago at this stage, I was um, I did these little kind of black and white drawings of each of them. And uh, Aben, who still plays and writes with her, um, I guess, well, though not as much on the TV yeah. show, but um, he contacted me. He's like, we're going to get in touch about something. And I was like, that's really super secretive. What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, it turns out they wanted, it was just before Stronger came out and they wanted an animated opening for the big screen behind her on, was it X Factor? I think was where she premiered that. So um, I had about three weeks of sitting in my really crappy apartment in Dublin and um, pulling in friends from college going, hey, can you help me draw like a million pictures and uh, scanned them all and sent them over to Jason and he did the rest of it. So it's, uh, yeah, it was really cool. It's so funny because I was watching, I mean, I saw the performance when it aired and as there are thousands of Kelly performances, you know, I, I hadn't seen it in a while and, and I had forgotten about it. So when you send over the link, I rewatched it and um, it is incredible. It is so cool. It looks like, because what you did is you drew her and you drew the band a bit, but then you did a bunch of like yeah. fun, like, I don't want to say word art. That's not the right word. That's not the right phrase, but it's a, like a lot of like, kind of like pop art a bit. I, I don't know. I'm not sure the right terminology, but it's, it, it came out so cool with the whole lyrics on the screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, actually I think that was, I think that was uh Jason Halbert. I don't think I did that. So you did I the part that was, that was like her. Cause you also drew like her singing and like her she, like yeah, performance yeah yeah the, so cool. the flower and the 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 microphone turning into the microphone that is thing. so cool that was all, <laughs> it was all her idea and then it was just like okay how do I draw this because you had to kind of uh from the point of view of a camera going around this thing that's going up this and it was just I don't know it was uh it was a lot of work but it was it was it was great fun so did you take sorry I'm getting really off tangent but did you because I'm so fascinated okay. by this did you and guys, if you haven't seen it, just walk, type in Kelly Clarkson's Stronger X Factor. You'll find it. It's, it's like the first thing that, that pops and up. And we'll definitely post it on our socials yeah, too during we'll, the week definitely. of the episode. Did you like have to draw individual frames and then they yeah. – oh my gosh, that must have taken so long. <laughs> it's like stop motion. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I guess for I suppose for animation, it's normally twenty five drawings per second. <gasps> um, yeah, but thankfully the way that we did it, they were like because for TV animation, it's often twelve because it's it doesn't have to be as like feature smooth, whatever. So they were like, well, we need it in like a week or two. So yeah, you're all right drawing twenty, you know, twelve or thirteen for every. I was like, thank God. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a it was a lot of it was a lot of drawing, a lot of hand cramps, but I had some really good helpers uh, who who thankfully 
um, we're, we're great. That's well, amazing. I was just going to say quickly, like I remember being on the boards and being even on like Twitter very early in the Twitter days and you didn't know me, but I knew who you were because I just remember seeing oh. your stuff all the time. <laughs> no, like I know the band photo that you drew. Like I can oh, yeah. see it in my in my Same. in my head right yeah. now because it was just so iconic that a fan made something so cool. If you have it like accessible, I would love to post it this week. If not, I may have it saved somewhere because I'm weird. Um, <laughs> can I? Can I? Just, I'm just going to double check. Yeah, uh, that I know that. Is this the one you're on about? Yes. 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 That it's one. so that. good. And you have it that, signed. That, that is, I do. I do. Um, I Because they asked me to do it and I went to, like I said, she's only played here three times. So the other times I've seen her, I've either, I've been on holiday and really, it's really coincided very, very well for me a couple of times. And I happened to be visiting friends in Maine. And it was like, oh, there's a show. And Aben, I think, and Jason were like, hey, we'll sign the poster for you if you bring it. And uh, brought it. And at the same time, they were doing some sort of mini concerts before the big concert for some people. Mm-hmm. So they dragged me into that. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> and then um, they took the poster and went off. And at the end of the evening, me and uh, two the two people I were with, we found Corey and we were like, hey, uh, where's my poster? And they were like, he's like, oh, hang on a second. And he had us wait in the band's tour bus <laughs> while he went into Kelly and, and Jill and Kate. And he came back and they had all written all over it. And I was just like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is so cool. Yeah. You have such a unique story. And I just yeah. think that's so special. It's so great to finally meet you. Yes, yes. Yeah, you too. All right. Uh, now, we certainly don't want anybody trying to compete with with Elaine's story. So don't feel like you have to come up with anything big. Uh, but, uh, but Goffrey, let's go to you next. And can you tell us a little bit sort of about your Kelly history? Yes. Uh, I've been a fan of Kelly's since the Idol days. Um, they did air American Idol in Canada in 2002. So I got to watch American Idol and fell in love with her on the show. Um, but I wouldn't say I was like a big fan up until I heard, like, I saw her win and obviously heard her sing a moment like this. And just seeing her cry on stage was just, like, a very big moment for me. I, th- I don't know why. I just had, like, a really human connection with someone who was just plucked out of ordinary life and, like, kind of winning this, you know, singing show and becoming a star. And I, at the time, I was... Um, an aspiring singer I know obviously my time has passed and uh, oh my God. <laughs> but um but I, I was like oh that, that could be me and so I just felt like this kind of connection to her as a singer and kind of being winning this competition but it wasn't really until when Miss Independent came out and I saw this you know rockin anthem that I was like wow like she she's making it she's huge and and obviously subsequently with the breakaway era you know smashing with five singles and just being a worldwide phenomenon I just became a huge fan and the timing of her music especially with a lot of her music being empowerment and um, also a lot of breakup anthems her music, especially particular in the, in, uh, particularly in the My December era, was um, very, uh, uh, I, I had a, a lot of connection with it because it, I was going through my first heartbreak at the time in high school. So I think when you're going through your first heartbreak and listening to that, you know, music that really connects with you, it just holds on to you yeah. for a really long time. Absolutely. So I think My December holds a very um 
a special place in my heart. So whenever I want to revisit those feelings, my December is the record that I go to. Oh, that's well, I'm awesome. sorry. I'm sorry, but also, <laughs> yay. It's one of those weird comments. You're just like, I'm sorry you went through it, but I'm glad you had the music for it. <laughs> Yes, um, but I've been fortunate enough that I've been able to see Kelly the, the couple times that she's been to Canada, but I've also had some unlucky instances as well, because I feel like a lot of, like, I would say half the shows I bought tickets to, they've been canceled. Oh, no. <laughs> like, the, the shows have been canceled. Like, if you recall, there was the Lilith Fair that she was part of, yeah. I think it was the 2009, yes. it was 2009, around that time, and that got canceled, and then piece by piece, when she was about to come to Toronto, she had to cancel the rest of the Canadian dates because she was pregnant and Nick Jonas was supposed to open for her. So that was canceled. Um, Vegas, I was supposed to go to the Vegas residency that got canceled. So I haven't had a good like luck with being able to go to some of her shows, but I have been able to go to some of the more obscure shows um, as well. So it kind of makes up for it. Like I've been to um, Miracle on Broadway the second time around nice. in Nashville. Ooh, yeah, Me too. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, it's yes. And I, and I got to go to a really random show in Sudbury in, in Ontario here in Canada right before the stronger era so that was a really unique show as well so nice yeah sometimes yeah. the unique ones are even better than like a random tour stop so I mean they're yes. all great don't get me wrong but the ones Absolutely. that are unique you know I feel like I want to give a shout to you before I buy tickets for any show because I want to say hey did you get tickets for this show and if you did, then I might second guess going because it might not actually happen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. I know. No, it's, honestly, Jeremy, it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been kind of hit or miss there. But um, but I have had a chance to go to some other things, which I've been really blessed to have attended. Like she's attended a couple um, like TV appearances on some talk shows here in Toronto and Toronto being kind of the very few places she ever visits whenever she does do a Canadian stop. I've been able to stop at Much Music and like, uh, you know, The Social, which is a talk show here, nice. equivalent to... Um, I, I, like equivalent to the view, I would say in the in the U.S. So been been to go see her um, as a guest when she's been on those shows. So I've I've tried to go see her as much as she possibly as much as I possibly could as every time she's been in Canada. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um. All right. And finally, uh, Michelle, we know that you also have an interesting connection to Kelly that goes, I mean, literally way back. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, well, I follow Kelly from American Idol. I missed, I guess I didn't start watching until You're All I Need to Get By was the first time I ever saw Kelly. I was um, 14, just about to start high school. And so I think I was away, you know, that summer. Didn't really, I heard about American Idol, didn't really pay attention. But once I was home and those things always sucked me in, I was... Um, I watched like pop star. I was a big Eden's crush fan. Oh and so, um, yeah, <laughs> Kelly caught my attention right away oh, and wow. it was nothing but up from there. Um, yeah. And so I only mentioned pop star because that's what really got me sucked into like the message board life. That was like my first introduction into, Oh, like there's other people outside of my little bubble in New Jersey because a lot of my friends, weren't as into music maybe as I was. And so that was, you know, where I went to connect with other people. And yeah. so I found um, the KCMB and the Express and um, really found like a great community, like with you all there. And, um, but to my like unique, I guess, like 
Kelly experience. Um, I forget which, maybe you remember, Jeremy, which message board this was, but it might have been her fan club one or I don't I really mean, remember. Well, and we're, I mean, we're talking, it was what, 2003? 2003. Yeah. So it might have so, been her website or something yeah, RCA put up. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but there was one iteration of a message board where she would respond every now and then to people. Um, and the word kind of went around that, um, you know, like she was lurking or like she would be around. And so me being the 14 year old artsy person, I was really into poetry at the time. And so I would write poems like for Kelly about Kelly and um, just to kind of express like how much she had meant to me, especially in those like formative years of trying to fit in and, you know, what's my path going to be. And um, so I posted some and I wish I don't know what it was that I posted, but she did respond and I like printed it out and I still have it. (laughs) I love that. She wrote me this like really sweet note, just like saying how much she liked what I wrote for her and how much it like really touched her and, you know, just kind of encouraging me and I would read this every day on the bus, like (laughs) coming home my freshman year of high school, like especially if I've had a bad day. Um, And then I kind of like forgot about it. You know, life moved on and um, went to college, moved home from college, moved to Nashville, lived in Nashville for six years after college, went back to school in Nashville. um, And somehow this made it all the way there. And during a particularly hard time, I found this randomly in my apartment. Didn't even know that it had made the move. (laughs) And it just, it still means a lot to me today that, you know, she saw something special in me and, you know, it was just like really uplifting. And so still, if I'm having a hard day, I'll bust that out and be like, no, like, you know, I can do it or, you know, I love that. I think you need to make photocopies of it so that you can like put them in random places around your house. So whenever you, <laughs> if you ever do move again, you know that you will always have a copy. Yeah. I, I can't believe I still like, this is like gross and tattered now because literally probably it's almost 20 years off. old. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost 20 years old. Well, I, Babe, I love I that. Even, I even copied the, I guess I must've done the whole thing. I'm sure I didn't know how to do a screenshot in 2003, but I copy and pasted like the whole box probably from the post and it has like the date and time on it. That's so cool. Oh, that's great. May 4th, nice. 2003. So that's how old this nice. is. All right. So uh, in our, uh, in our round table episodes, we usually discuss the various topics that are going on in sort of Kelly's world uh, today. And sort of the thing that a lot of the fans have been pouring over Uh, goes back to this Instagram live that Kelly did a few weeks back where she said that she's got a lot of projects in the works for 2022. And of course she was cryptic, but yet at the same time, she was also making it very clear that one of the three projects is a new album, which, you know, we really were not super surprised about because we've known that she's been working on this project for most of 2021 off and on. So we knew that that was something that was coming, 
But now we're looking at what these other things could possibly be. And so we thought it'd be fun as part of our roundtable here to sort of get the opinion of our panelists to see what you all might think uh, could be coming in the new year. Elaine, let's start with you. Um, you've probably seen the Instagram live. You've probably seen some people uh, making their guesses about what is coming. If you had to make some guesses about what Kelly is going to be doing in 2022, what do you think some of these projects could be? Well, I suppose I, I can say what I would hope. Um, I would really, really hope that the album is a live album because that would be, or like it's it's like a regular album, but then she does like a, a live sort of unplugged version yeah. that come, she can like have the two of them together. Um, that would be like I've always wanted a live album of hers. So I think I'm not the only one, obviously, but um, that and I wouldn't be surprised if there was something Broadway related, maybe. Just because I think I think in the past she's always said that she wouldn't want to do films and stuff because she's like, I'm not an actor. But um, she's always kind of alluded to loving Broadway. Um, and I suppose if you can do the show in New York for a little bit, you know, you could move the whole thing over and then she can just be in New York. And I'm like, that's cool because that's closer to me. Yeah, Same. definitely fly. Same. And this, here's the thing, like, obviously... Obviously, for um, for for Broadway, there's obviously a lot of preparation, you know, rehearsal, learning everything. But as far as the actual length of a show goes, you you know, you sometimes see people on there for four weeks only or two yeah. weeks. Like they do it so limited. I mean, that would be even harder for everyone to get tickets. But it's very possible that um, a Broadway thing could happen. I mean, maybe I'm just a little hopeful because I live close by, but. I think that's very possible, and I'll let I'll open it up to everyone else. Godfrey, your thoughts on twenty twenty two? Ooh, yeah. There's those are very cryptic, um, you know, uh, hints that she dropped. I think I am secretly hoping for a country project. It's just been in the works for, or like at least I know there's been work done on it over the last like decade. I feel like like with so many songs that were written for her, and I know there was some sort of shel- potentially shelved country EP or project. So I'm hoping that might get revisited because we're long overdue some good country jams. Um, but I'm also hoping for um, maybe, like I said, like a, either a live DVD, like a live concert kind of special, because I feel like um, every time that she's ever had a chance to display her live vocals, whether the, that be for the Christmas specials or on Kelly Oki, like everyone's always just thrown, like blown, blown away by her stellar performances. So I feel like those two could potentially be something that she'd be hinting at, but I just, I, I don't know. I think there's so many, so many things that we have yet to see her do that. She, I mean, even the talk show, she's always said she was always worried about, um, you know, talking in front of large, large crowds or pre- presenting at award shows. And now she's doing it all, all the time. So I feel like it really could be anything. Michelle, your thoughts on what could be coming in the new year. I am also hopeful for Broadway. I think, a compromise could be one of those NBC Live ones um, because That's they would true. most likely film it in LA. It would probably be lesser of a time commitment. That's true. Then her coming to New York, although I'm with Elaine and Pam, please come to New York. She had such a fantastic reception when she did the show there. I feel like there was just like that old buzz that I used to feel going to stuff mm-hmm. um, when she would frequent New York more often. So I would hope that that is maybe one of them, but my most unrealistic one that I think that I 
thought of is I know that there's it's a different network or whatever, but those like live sitcom episode reenactments. Mm-hmm. I know ABC does those, but NBC Golden Girls Kelly is Rose. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That would be really interesting, and I can totally see her. I can see her be comedic Rose. timing, deadpan, like that's Dorothy. probably the most unrealistic thing I came up with. But why not? Why not? You know, I really like your answer about the the sort of the live musical because you know, yes, NBC does do those. I mean, they've got somebody under their umbrella who is an incredible singer, has a good personality, is you know loved by the audience. I, you know, I, that's probably one of the better answers that I've heard as far as, uh, things that could be coming because it makes a lot of sense. It really does. Um, I, I mean, I, I would wish for any and all of those things, um, from, from all three of you guys. Um, and, and the funny thing is I'm, I'm sitting here sort of stalling because I'm trying to remember all the things that I said that I thought maybe, you know, could be coming one. Well, and maybe we, this is a good thing to get everybody's opinion on, because I think one of the things that Pam and I talked about was that we could potentially, we think that there's a chance that we could potentially see her exiting the voice uh, and not coming back for the next season. What would you guys think if that were the case, if she were to, you know, give the voice a rest? I would be fine with it. I do enjoy watching her on it. Sometimes Rob and Pam will text me, Michelle, like, what's she wearing tonight? (laughs) Because they know that I'm just happen to be watching, but I... I wouldn't be upset. I used to watch it and then I stopped for a long time and I literally only started rewatching it because of Kelly. So no love lost for me, but what do you guys think? I think with them, with the voice, I'd be happy for her to take a break. Um, I think in terms of like saturation on TV, like she has the talk show every day. Um, Obviously everyone loves seeing Kelly on TV. So when I say saturation, I mean like having her take a break, it's always good because then people will maybe want to like, will want the urge to have her back on the next season, or maybe they want to rework the format potentially. Uh, American Idol took, you know, that, that break where it was kind of <laughs> over and then they brought it back. I know. So silly. <laughs> they brought it back and, um, you know, on a different network and obviously they brought in new judges and they kind of refreshed it a bit. And uh, I feel like the voice could potentially consider doing that as well. So in the meantime, I think this gives opportunity for Kelly to do alternate projects. Um, of course, she still has that other album that she uh, needs to hopefully release yeah. sometime later this year and promote and potentially take, you know, internationally for a tour, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> hopefully she'll get to see, she'll come to your neck of the woods, Elaine. So. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't really miss if she decided to, to like take a break from the voice even for a bit or whatever, because we don't get it over here. I, if I see her on stuff like, like even the, 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 the TV show, I watch the YouTube highlights. I don't get to see the show. So, um, like I love all the highlight stuff that, that they put up of the voice. And I think the interplay between the coaches is hilarious, but insofar as if you could drop one thing for her to do something else cool, um, I'd be like, Oh yeah, the voice that can, she can take a wee break just to kind of come back in a while, maybe, um, because I, I, I guess, I, I mean, I guess I'm sort of thinking sort of selfishly that everything is very North American centric. Yes. Um, and I, I do appreciate that, like, she's got 
kids now and probably doesn't want to be running around all over the place but it just means that over here you hear very you don't hear quite as much about her and I'm like oh I just want her to come back so I can go to a gig um you know but I'm also you know I have the internet I can watch anything so yeah It's funny because I feel like, you know, as all of us have been fans for a while, we can, I think, all agree that throughout Kelly's career, she's had, you know, real times when she's been in the spotlight and sometimes when it's been a lot quieter as a fan. And it's a roller coaster. And obviously in the last, I'd say, three, four years, she's been like as, um, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, in the spotlight, I guess, as she ever has been, you know, since since Idol, I would say. Um and pr- prior to her being on The Voice in 2018, I think it was, I think, she, you, you know, Godfrey and Elaine, you guys can definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but obviously prior to 2018 or even a little bit earlier, definitely was more, you know, spoken about worldwide because she would actually come to visit and do promo and do press and tour. And I think definitely the kids have something to do with it, understandably. But also I think because she's just so absorbed in the talk show, and the voice, there's almost, I guess the saturation might be the word, there's almost content overload here in the States. And I guess a bit, I don't know, does the talk show airing in Canada? Yes, it does. Okay. North America, parts of North America. Um, it's almost, like, don't get me wrong. I love seeing her, but it's sometimes, I don't know if I'm the only one, it's almost a little daunting to keep up with everything when in years past, you know, we would get one interview like a month and it was like the greatest day ever. And now it's, there's just so much to keep up with. And it's like a little exhausting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love seeing her, but I physically don't have the bandwidth to watch every interview that she does or I don't know, but I feel bad for people who are in this area that don't get to experience what we get to experience. So I don't really know where I'm getting out with this, but <laughs> that's really my spiel. <laughs> Well, there's the I think even with the voice, yeah, even with the voice piece, um, you know, she recently just won the most recent season. So I think if she were to take a break, this is the time because she can leave on a on a high note. And having won with the trio for the very first time in the U.S. version of the voice, like now is like a good time for her to take a break and come back. And if she were to come back for a further season, they can be they can kind of use that as like, a, oh, she won with the first ever group, you know, she's a returning coach and that could be have, have some marketing factor to it. But I think now would be a good time if anything for her to take a break with on a, on a high note. Agreed. Yeah. My, my hopes are also, you know, very much tour related. I mean, I, you obviously mm-hmm. have to have an album to actually go out and tour with. And, you know, there's a part of me that, you know, cause I'm also a parent. And so I'm thinking, all right, you know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for her to, you know, take the kids around and have them experience traveling around the U.S. and seeing different things when they're really young because it's not something that they're, you know, exactly going to remember. Now her kids are a little bit older and they can experience things like traveling around the country, traveling overseas and, you know, seeing places outside of the country that, you know, they've never experienced before. And, you know, the best way to do that is for mom to go out on tour. And I would really love to to hear that, you know, instead of because don't get me wrong, I was all about the Vegas residency. Godfrey, I'm like you, you know, I had tickets and Same. lots of us had tickets and, uh, you know, it got canceled. And, you know, would I mind if they, you know, brought that idea back? Fine. Yeah, sure. OK, but I would actually much rather have her tour the country. Um, and I think that that is something that would be a lot easier to do during the summer months when. She's on hiatus from the talk show and she doesn't have to worry about 
filming a bunch of different stuff for the voice or, you know, prepping for an upcoming season of that. Give her, I mean, she only needs, you know, two, three months at the most to go out and do a pretty decent tour. Um, I would really hope that that would be something that would be in the cards. You know, originally I thought that the album might come out early in the year. Um, I'm now thinking that it's probably going to be later, um, like mid 2022, possibly even later than that. Um, But I would be all about her going back out on the road because it has been so long and it is getting to the point where, you know, people can start to go back to concerts uh, feeling a little more confident. And I think that that's only going to grow as the months go on. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. fingers crossed. Um, and I do think that that's been a big, uh, a big thing that they've been paying attention to as to whether or not, you know, it's time for her to go back out on the road. Uh, so maybe it is tour who knows. Um, but it's, it's sort of the biggest thing that I'm hoping for. Um, yes, new album would be great. That's all fine and good, but I think it's a lot of us just miss seeing her perform so much that, the daily, you know, Kelly Oki's and for the, you know, the lucky few that get to, you know, either watch, uh, the, virtual shows or watch on TV or be in person. Uh, it's just, it's not satisfying us enough to just see these, you know, minute and a half performances every day. You know, we really want to get back into an arena and, and see her perform live. You said it. Yeah. I would, I would just jump in really quickly with, I think there's like a weird, um, the, in terms of outside of where she is currently, I think there's a weird thing with the label, not putting her music out there. Um, because her the Christmas album that just dropped, I went into the record stores here. I could not even buy it on CD. Never mind, because uh, I just want to get, if I'm going to get it, I just want a vinyl because I think they're really nice to have because mm-hmm. I'll just listen to it on my phone or my thing, whatever. But I went into so many stores and they didn't even have it on like you can order it in for me. They couldn't get it. Interesting. Wow. I was like, that's, that's, I mean, and I mean, listen, I know I'm in Ireland, but it's, we do have everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, what is going on? Because Wrapped in Red was quite big over here from my recollection. And I think that was the last time she was over. She was on the Graham Norton show. It was pretty big. But it feels like it's been very the other side of the Atlantic since then. And I don't know about the rest of the world, obviously. But it was just, I thought it was so strange. Yeah, maybe they're just, yeah, they just really been focusing on their US and Canada marketing and not, uh, you know, Atlantic Records International or Warner. They're not doing as much overseas. But you know, I'm sure during Meaning of Life, I don't know how it was during Meaning of Life, but it may, was it, was it similar where it was, you heard about it a bit, but not a ton? Yeah, like it, I don't know if it did much business here. I wouldn't have heard it a lot on the, I mean, I don't, I mean, I suppose for clarity, I don't listen to the radio that much, but um, like I, I, I was able to buy it on vinyl and it was kind of, there was a big enough splash when it first landed. Um, and I have heard some of the tracks on in stores whenever I walked around. Um, but yeah, like it was almost silence on the new Christmas record. Well, yeah. And Christmas records are normally pretty, you know, you know, ev- yeah, so many countries, different. so many people in so many countries celebrate Christmas. So you would think it would be a lot more like widespread and available. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, yes, I'm hoping, you know, whenever this, do- this new album does come out, Atlantic really pushes the envelope and does some sort of, some sort of promotion or um, marketing worldwide, you know? Hell, at least do yeah. London. At least. Come on. Like, <laughs> come on. It's, do- it's more doable for you. I can fly. Yeah. I can fly to London. Yeah. It's <laughs> a little bit easier for you. So, all right. Yeah. Well, these are all really good, um, really good things. And I think all of them, to a certain extent, are 
possible. Even the Golden Girls thing. You know what? Like, I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I sure. only came up with Golden Girls because, you know, sadly, Betty White just passed and they might want to do something, you know, to honor her in some way. And those one-off sitcom things are really popular and they're fun and it's live too. That's what I think she's made several comments in the past about. It's the live aspect of theater that she likes over, you know, a scripted, scripted TV show, movie, whatever. So that again, not as big a time commitment. I mean, I'm sure everyone works very hard on those. Um, But Again, LA centric. I feel like you're you're manifesting this into happening, and now I want <laughs> it to happen. The more I think about it, I'm and trying. of course now I'm sitting here like, okay, what like musical? What movie could they do? Yeah. Oh, let's oh, think about this one for a while. For anyone, for anyone listening, you know, tweet us your thoughts. Yeah, on that. <laughs> yeah. I did. Um. I did come up with selfishly for NBC Live for a musical. I did come up with an idea, but. Anyone know Aida? Anyone? Oh, yeah. No, just- I've heard of it. Yeah. Aida, my favorite musical. Kelly as Amneris, the princess. Anika Nani Rose as Aida. Justin and Kelly. <laughs> Kelly reunion. Let's do it. Justin <laughs> Kelly. Manifest that. I mean, we can even throw Justin in. He can play Raname. It's fine. I mean, we don't <laughs> have do to it. go there, but we could. Be good. Uh, well, so it. for all of you guys, you guys haven't heard this yet because we're recording this prior to its release. But uh, our episode that we put out last week uh, was all about uh, our favorite album shoots, our favorite photo shoots, uh, whether it comes to album covers, uh, when it comes to the album era photo shoots. And so we wanted to get your guys' thoughts since this topic is sort of fresh on the minds of the people who listen to the podcast um and uh i think michelle will start with you on this one let's let's hear your favorite album cover and also your favorite sort of album era photo shoot that you've that you've seen over kelly's career oh my goodness um recency bias is probably a thing i might go meaning of life for favorite cover i thought that looked the most like her (laughs) Because I know That's we've fair. had discussions in the past about all I ever wanted, heavy Photoshop. Yep. <laughs> well, and um, I said in the episode, I said that I love the all I ever wanted cover. I understand. I am not a fool. I know it's completely and totally Photoshopped. I get it. But at the same time, I also just really, really liked the look of it. Yeah, I did like the colors. I do like the colorful. Um, I liked the idea that they were going forth piece by piece with like the holographic like color, like you could yeah. shake, like move it one way or the other and it would kind of change, but it was maybe a little too busy for me. Um, but there also yeah. was something to be said um, about that red dress from my December. Yes. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Yes. I was recently going through like old photos, just trying to clear up my computer and I found some old, my December tour photos and I'd forgotten she came out in the dress and I was like, yeah, the dress. Yeah, that was that was a great great opener. So so you're thinking me- meaning of life is yes, your I, th- I think meaning of life just because I really liked the grown up look of Kelly. Yeah, she's like she's finally like an adult and not like that. They're trying to make a thirty something year old wear clothes that like an eighteen year old. Yeah, I liked yeah. you know the makeup color. Does that I mean like- of me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <I> just- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 
you'll hear the episode. Yeah, I'm trying to like look at the <laughs> my vinyl over here and I think Pam and I sort of agreed that, you know, the piece by piece was probably our least favorite um for a lot of different reasons. Um I mean, I said my favorite was stronger and Oh yeah. I, I think it's just because I I agree when you say that, you know, it looked like how she really looks now when it comes to meaning a life. But I think also at the same time, like it, each album era is sort of a snapshot of where she is in her life. Um, And there's just something about the whole packaging of the, of the stronger album and a lot of the photos that came with it that I really, really loved. Um, Godfrey, what about you? Do you have a sort of a favorite album cover? And also, I mean, is there like an era photo shoot that you sort of were vibing on? Yeah, my favorite album cover will have to be Wrapped in Red. I just, Ooh. like, there's so such an elegance Ooh. to it, like, with the font and, like, the, the, with the ribbons and, like, the red. And, like, she just looks so stunning on the album cover. Um, and, the, and actually, that entire shoot, obviously, with the theme being Christmas and Wrapped in Red, like, she, uh, every photo, she looks so freaking damn good that I just feel like it really encapsulates this really classic, timeless look. And it really... Um, uh, is a good representation of the album because I also feel like the album is going to be a timeless classic as well. So I think I would say wrapped in red for sure, but a close second would be my December. Yep. Um, that photo shoot, like it's just so much attitude and all, all the, and, and the way the photos were done with kind of more of a grungy dark, um, you know, there was a, there was a, a picture with her with like all these pages, like in the air and she's just crossing her arms yeah. and this like Love leather white, jacket. White a lot of dress, attitude. Right? And there's like a like drive where she's in like the snow. That was my favorite album and photo shoot. I just thought it was stunning. And they did a lot with like, yeah, like kind of like a uh, gothic, rustic, rustic gothic kind of look, a little bohemian as well. Um, I thought, I thought she looked stunning. Spoiler alert, because again, you guys haven't heard the episode yet because it hasn't aired, but I actually rated my December pretty low on my list. (laughs) <gasps> I know, I know, I know, I know. Everybody just likes to be contra- contrary. It's I, I do. I like to have a little bit of uh, back and forth when it comes to uh, you know arguing over what's you know what our favorite things are. Look, I mean, it, like it, impossible. <laughs> well, that's coming. Hold <laughs> that's, hold your comment. Yeah, hold. That's that's coming. It's um, coming up soon. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't make it my least favorite by any stretch, but I just had it lower, and I think it's just because. We've had some thankful, really was thankful least favorite. Uh, no, no. My, least, my, yeah, my least favorite was was piece by piece. Um, actually, thankful was third on my list. I actually oh, really really like, and I think it's just I, I I don't even remember my reasonings, but there's just something about that particular. Co- and I think it was more because Pam and I talked about how if you were to do a composite of all these albums, all these great albums that came out, not even just in like 2003, but if you were to put uh, you know, the early 2000s, a big composite of a lot of the album covers that came out because of just even the way that it was designed with that white background yeah. and with Kelly, you know, sort of laying in the lower half of the album cover. It's just one of those ones that almost jumps out at you and you can pick it out from a distance. And it, for some reason, just always stuck out to me as just a really great debut album cover it just looks really good i really really liked it and so i rated it uh yes i mean i rated it very love it. very high on my list um so yeah uh and and, and uh michelle just showed us uh she has a signed album flat from that uh from that album um i think i have uh i have a similar 
collection of from that. Uh, I have an album flat that's like a two. It's two flats wide. Uh, from the thankful album and maybe that's it's just a sentimental favorite or something but yeah um but yeah elaine elaine what is your favorite the, I, yeah we wanted to keep elaine for the last one because i know that you have you know a bit of a a bit of a design <laughs> background so you okay. you know you know what makes good design you know what looks good um well i i'm, I'm literally sitting here with uh with my phone looking at the different covers trying to trying to pick my faves um I have to say, Meaning of Life, just for the movement, like her hair doing that really cool thing at the front is just, I think it's the most, for me, the most arresting um, cover. Yeah. But I also probably like it more because I have it on vinyl massive and I just get to, you know, it just, just looks amazing in all those photos. But like, um, I suppose my December, I don't know if it's just because I have this little, like, everybody needs to love my December or the rock, <laughs> do you know what I mean, in my heart about it, because I feel like that came out and everybody was just like, oh, third album. And then loads of people were like, Ugh. and then all of us were like, no, it's brilliant. Shut up. <laughs> release Sober, for God's sake. You know, and, and when Sober wasn't a single and it wasn't a thing, I was like, oh, yeah, you know. Um, so I think I just I adored it for that reason. And I also think it's a gorgeous photo. Like the the, it tells such a story in comparison. I think that's actually what I like most about the My December cover, in comparison to the other ones. Is the other ones are just like big face, and not that I dislike her face at all. But the other one is just like this. It's like this setting, this beautiful scene, yeah. and it just stands out as so different than the others. Um, but I would one hundred percent agree, Godfrey, with the wrapped in red. Um, like those photos are just unbelievable i think she looks absolutely amazing in them and i also thought that when christmas comes around cd looked beautiful like they they really paired the style of the record with the, the photos so yeah brilliantly it's like the it's like the perfect era match it's just gorgeous i thought it was yeah. with the with, so i guess i love all. with the two with the two christmas albums i thought they, they did a really good job with you know wrapped in red it was definitely younger kelly and it's more of a pop sound and it's just you know a lot fluffier and vibrant and then with the new one, it's like she's a grown ass adult. She is classy and it's a more mature sound. And it, again, they did a really good job representing that. So, um, Atlantic's doing well, I have to say with the, with, with the photos. I, I personally think they're, they're doing pretty well. So I'm very excited what the next one is. I feel like I have to almost defend myself, even though I defended myself in the in the previous episode now, because first of all, and, and for those of you uh, here on our episode, you can see over my head, I, I actually have like a My December Era Kelly poster in my office here. And that's actually the the photo that they used from the Never Again cover. I will say, because we we sort of ranked, we went down the line and we ranked uh, or at least I ranked uh, the our favorite album covers, and then we talked about the the photos from the era. And you know, you guys were all talking sort of about you know those photos from the My December era. I rated the My December cover as my eighth favorite cover, but the era when we're talking about you know the the pages flying in the air and the the brown leather coat and in the you know the sitting in the snow, I I rated that my third highest era when it came to like the photo shoots in general. And maybe it's because I just there was something about not liking the photo they used for the My December cover versus some of the other photos that she took for that era. Um, I think that that was sort of where I was going. I'm not saying I hate that cover because I, I do really think it's a it's a beautiful picture. And I loved the synergy that they did when the My December tour happened. And, you know, she was sort of in that pose. 
But at the same time, I just thought that there were other photos that came out during that era that were better uh, as in specifically, you know, the my December or the excuse me, the uh, the never again photo shoot that, you know, they ended up making a poster out of. Um, I even thought that that was a little bit better uh, just with how she looked in that era. Interesting. Yeah, that's it's so interesting that you have such like contradicting viewpoints, but it works. Yeah, I don't know. Really, because, yeah, I'm wondering if she had chosen a different photo for that album, like album cover, if you would have a completely different, like, opinion on everything. So I don't know. Yeah. And like, we'll I, know. like I really I rated Meaning of Life really low on my list. I think it was just because there wasn't much from that era. You know, there was the album cover. There was a handful of photos, which were all I mean, look, all of her photos are very, very nice. I have no problems with that. It should just make I feel like I need to, again, defend myself. <laughs> Because I, I, again, the episode hasn't aired yet, but I just know what the comment section is going to look like and what our Twitter feed is going to look like directed at me after this episode. Um, but I, I just really do think that, uh, you know, Meaning of Life just didn't have enough material for me. Um, I wish that there was more. I mean, because I seem to remember, I mean, God, Breakaway felt like there was a million photos. Uh, my December felt like there were a ton of photos. All I ever wanted had a ton of photos. And then it feels like as she gets older, she does fewer and fewer promotional photos for her albums. I mean, I think we got, we can count on one hand how many we got for when Christmas comes around. They're all beautiful photos, like Elaine said, but um, it's still, there was like, come on, like, give me some more. I want to see, you know, more of a visual representation of this particular album. I guess now she's just like, screw it. You know, you're going to get a few photos, deal with it. You're here for the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very busy. I don't have time to take a ton I'm of photos. Busy. Um, I don't have time so to lay in a pool of water anymore. <laughs> so we're going to go to our next question, but Godfrey kind of uh, alluded to this a little bit earlier. So in a previous episode, Jeremy was talking about how much he dislikes the song Impossible. Very random. So, are there any songs from, like, any of you, are there any Kelly songs that you just, like, really don't like or you will always skip? Anyone can start. I'm just very curious. That's tough. It's apparently just me. That's really tough. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I must have some. I just, there's too many. <laughs> it's, it's tough to pick one out. Yeah. <laughs> there's too many. <laughs> like, I skipped so many songs. songs. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I remember. I don't know if iTunes like oh. still does this, but I remember, I remember iTunes back in the day. They used to have like a thing where you can have like your like play count of how many yeah. like how many times. I don't know if that's still a thing, but anyway, Godfrey, go ahead. Oh yeah, I think I think I I, I know which one I have. I think my lowest play count one would be one off of Thankful. Uh, I think it is some kind of miracle. I just never. I just never felt a connection with that song. And for me, it's just kind of, for me personally, I know I'm going to get attacked for this, but I never found it to be a very exciting song. I, I kind of found it boring. So for me, that's probably my least played song. And then when it does come up, I tend to skip it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, it, I think the song's fine. Yeah. I r- very rarely do I ever seek it out. So I'm kind of on, yeah. I'm on board with you there. Yeah. Yeah, I think my my I still think on thankful my lowest play count if we can keep that analogy going is definitely you thought wrong. Yes, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you. Oh, I really like you thought wrong. Oh, I love that song. It's so angry. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, like a the boy is mine kind of, yeah. you know. That's the, you I know? said the same thing, Godfrey, and Jeremy <laughs> rolled his eyes. How I said the same you? thing. Oh. It is the How boy is mine, dare, the 2000s no, version. No. <laughs> you, you, you're telling me you wouldn't want to see a music video with Kelly and, um, and Tamira just like having at, e- at each other, yes. like, and then just going back and forth. Like, that would have been it, epic. It, I, I'm sorry. Godfrey, but if, let's be friends. Godfrey, I'm let's sorry. Be friends. But if, if, you thought, if you thought wrong was supposed to be like a boy is mine, it was a very like bad swing at trying to do a comparison because, oh, no. Like, you got to, you got to come better if you're going to go out. I mean, because the boy is mine is one of, I would say in the last 30 years, one of the best duets and especially mm-hmm. when it's like a song where the two artists are sparring with each other over you know the affections of a person like you you thought wrong doesn't even get a seat at the table when it oh, comes to those kinds hush. of songs it's <laughs> the only thing it has in common is that it's a duet and that's oh my it god i'm sorry elaine like, elaine can you just break this up tell us what your yeah, answer is right. Bring it up for us. Yeah. Do you have any opinions? Oh, gosh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, like, really struggling to pick <laughs> something because if I don't like it, I generally, after a couple of listens, will go, nah, and I remove it from my Kelly did this uh, library. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In my brain. So I'm looking back through the and, and to be honest with you, I have adored um, Meaning of Life so much because I feel like it just sounds like her so much more than, like, there were, there were great tunes on a lot of the other more pop records that she did but as a whole i just felt like meaning of life was like yeah go on but um and this i'm looking back on i'm literally got my spotify open trying to find something but like on 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 uh i'm not a big fan of why you want me why you want to bring me down on a lot of people i ever wanted just you know and I, f- I don't i just was like oh this is for a different record or something it was odd that's fair um and then i'm and then i'm i'm a bit like the the original version of beautiful disaster never oh same. I was just because because correct yeah i mean jesus that shouldn't have been recorded. correct sorry but no wow uh because the there was a no but like it's so boring the, the live one is just so much more beautiful yeah. and the the all the first time i heard it at the time there was an irish singer um, and I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but she was in We Are the Fallen, um, that band for a while. And um, she did that song. It was either that one or she did Just Miss the Train. Actually, it might have been Just Miss the Train. Just but all train. I could hear was her. Yeah. And I was just I like, just miss no. the train. And then I heard the, and I heard the live version of Beautiful. Uh, 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 I was like, why did anybody record the other way? Yeah. Just I feel so like much the original, she just sounds so bored. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I know that sounds mean, but it's just, it's so much weaker. The live version, it's, it's like apples and oranges. Like, it's just so much better. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 it's why we need a live album. Yes. I agree that the, the live version is superior. I've never had nearly the amount of hatred that a lot of other people have for the, for the studio version. Um, I think it's fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good song, but I totally agree that the live is better, but I'm just surprised with, you know, because in my mind, there are some really cringe Kelly songs out there. Um, I just, and I don't even, I'm still trying to figure out exactly where Impossible hurt me to the point where <laughs> I just, I, like, I just cannot even, like, just the first few bars hit and I'm just like, oh, no. Just, just shiver. 
Um, <laughs> if we want to talk about, she sounds bored though. I had to look up the name of the song because I couldn't even remember the name of the song. Breaking your own heart. Oh yeah, I'm not like, a fan. Who listens to that? No, that or uh, I don't like st- standing <laughs> standing in front of you. I think it is. I'm not a fan. I, I just get bored. I love those like schmaltzy ballads though. I mean, usually the- I do too, but, but I don't know. That one was a forgettable one for me. See, I, I like standing in front of you and breaking your own heart. So, <laughs> but I think if we're going to talk about the co- more kind of bored slash slow songs that I don't, did never connected with was if no one will listen. Yes. Same. That's the other one. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I like, that I was going to say like, I mean, it's it, not my favorite ballad, but I still will listen to it, you know? Yeah, but I kind of think I will. I will listen. I'm literally not kidding. I will listen to anything she sings, and it will take me a lot longer to go. No, this isn't a great song versus a different artist. Yeah, but I, I often have issue with some of the stuff that gets chosen as singles because I'm like, Mister Know It All. Sorry. No. Yeah, I uh, and and heartbeat song. I was like, heartbeat song is is Jimmy World. It is. It's it Jimmy away. World, but it's also like a little kind of like immature like i feel like if it were like a 21 year old singing it would make a little bit more sense but she was like in her 30s like a grown-ass adult um i don't know yeah Yeah, i have i've had a very hard time with the singles that all of the album well aside from like breakaway and thankful but like pretty much every album since i was like you guys chose the complete wrong singles your a and r person on everything from 2007 on has been pretty crap um just my opinion. We even said in one of our recent episodes, you know, a, a song that we wish had or should not have been a single. And I think I even said Mr. Know-It-All. Yeah. yeah. I love is, the song, but not for a lead. Especially. Yeah. But the, the problem is, is that I don't think that, I mean, if you don't make that a lead single, it's not going to do anything else because you cannot release Stronger off of that album. And then, I mean, almost every single after that all good songs, but they just, they could not reach the pinnacle of what Stronger did. Yeah. And that's, and that's why, and this is sort of going off in a different territory here, but this is why the Breakaway album is such a unicorn when it comes to pop albums, because most people would say, oh, you cannot top since you've been gone. And then she went and just rattled off multiple, you know, multiple incredible songs like I cannot stress to people, and this is sort of, this is Jeremy putting his his radio guy hat on for 25 years. I cannot begin to tell you how difficult that is of that feat that she did with that album to have so many hit singles in a row. Like there wasn't a miss for five straight songs. Like that does not happen anymore. Um, the only other artist that I can think of that even came close to that would probably be Katy Perry when she was on a tear with the Teenage Dream album. Um, yeah. you know, she did the same thing where she ripped off a whole bunch of really good singles all in a row. And we really haven't seen that since. I mean, if you really stop and think about it, yeah, we've had a lot of really big albums come out and people have been all about, you know, a single or two, but show me another album in the last 20 years that has been five singles deep where they are all really, really good. Now I very well could be, you know, completely missing, you know, a pink album or something or something that was really good. Um, But it is incredibly hard to do. 
And it all comes down to the first single that you put out. And I just didn't think that Mr. Know-It-All was was the right vibe for that. I mean, it was a fourth or fifth single at best. Yeah. And like kind of just for anyone listening, you know, if I say like, oh, this was not, you know, mature or like it's silly. My thing is like it's not, you know, saying like a song is like not a good single does not think I – it doesn't mean I think it's bad. It's just – um you know, just because it's someone's favorite song does not mean it should be a single or just because it's the most upbeat does not mean it should be a, a, a single. Yeah. So, you know, yes, heartbeat song, like it's, it's a fun song and I definitely like it and I listen to it, but, um, terrible choice for a single because the way that you think about it is that singles are what the general public are, are going to be hearing, not just us who are like, Oh, we'll listen to anything she puts out. No, like, so I hate the singles that she's put out because they don't represent the quality and her vocal that her the rest of her catalog has. Mm-hmm. So 100%. that's my biggest thing. So it's again, I'm not saying like this is a bad song. I'm not saying Mr. Know It All is a bad song. It's just not the right thing for the general public to hear and think of, oh yeah, I like that Kelly song. Like you should have done something, I don't know, something else that was like way more upbeat or way I don't know. Does so that I make feel, sense? I, yeah, it does. And and I feel like we on the podcast, we sort of pick on this next song a lot, but I'm always surprised when we get into a group setting and we're always talking about, oh, you know, these cringe songs or these songs are, are you know, skippable or whatever. I always laugh because nobody ever mentions Einstein and yet people cap on that song. Like even just the mention of that song's name, we saw, we got visual reactions from all three of our (laughs) panelists at the same time. But it's like, it's like the song that people love to make fun of, but yet nobody ever brings it up when it comes to a, um, Hey, you know, this song is maybe a little embarrassing. Maybe because it's so universally felt that way that we just try and think of something else. I don't know. Yeah. I think with Einstein, sonically, it's a good song. I'm yes. just really baffled that like for a song like My Life with Sex Without You, where Kelly was very adamant she wanted to change the lyrics to fit her more. I'm just surprised she didn't kind of put her foot down a little bit more to change the lyrical content. Because sonically, the song I feel is a, is a bop. Yeah. I just think lyrics really weigh it down and make it kind of more on the juvenile side. Yeah. So I, I, I feel as a song, I usually don't mention it as a, as a song I skip because sonically, I'll still keep it on in the background because yeah. it is a bop. I, I really enjoy the, 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 the sound of it. I'm in the same boat. I think it's like a, like the song itself is fantastic. It's just the lyrics are just... Uh, you know, dumb plus dumb equals questionable. you, Sam. Dumb plus dumb, dumb, e- dumb plus dumb equals me. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Too, apparently. Dumb plus dumb equals all of us. Possibly even worse because we know she's such a good writer. Yes. You yes. Know? You're like, why? Why? I did. I. I, I think that's my any any song where she sings something that I'm like, I don't believe it coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Just because it's it's like you oh that and that one for me is that but I agree with the sound of the song is pretty great but when you listen to it you're like oh god what yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> yeah well at, going going off of that actually Jeremy I was going to or I don't know if you had anything else to add to this specific conversation but I was going to go to our last question which Please. is still kind of in the same vein of this it is yeah conversation. What do you think out of all of Kelly's albums, which lead, like first single, do you think was the best, and which one was the worst? I feel like I should have prepped that one because I'm. Do you want Jeremy and I to start? 
You want Jen yeah, and I to start? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, I don't know. So singles. We're gonna give our guests because I guess I didn't. We didn't prepare them for this question. So everyone's like really thinking and looking this up right now. So Jeremy and I could start while they're thinking of their stuff. So you guys don't actually have to listen to us. You can just like do your research off <laughs> on your phone if you want. Um, so for me, okay. So I, Jeremy and I always like, um, kind of have an argument about this, but whatever. But about how for Breakaway, I always say that Breakaway was the lead single because it came out first. I don't care if it was part of the Princess Diaries thing and then it came out way later. I, I don't care. Um, I consider that to be the the, the lead single uh, and I will go down with that ship. Um, so <laughs> I will. So I have to put that in mind. It's not since you've been gone. But I, I don't know. Do we consider from Thankful... Do we consider Miss Independent the first single? Yes. Even though we do? Yeah, okay. Yes. So even though like a moment like this and Before You Love came out beforehand, but I guess they were more like the idol release. Okay. Yeah. The, I so feel I like think, they very could have easily not been on Thankful and they yeah. could have just been an idol thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think my favorite lead single would probably be Miss Independent, which might be kind of the obvious answer. Um, but I just think it's a timeless song. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. Um, I love the different versions we've gotten over the years and it's just so much fun. And I think it really does, even though it was so early in her career, it does show off her personality and her musical vibe so much. That being said, I think my least favorite, uh, I'm trying to go through it right now. Um, I think my least favorite would probably be Heartbeat Song. And like, I like the song. I just thought it was just so like vanilla compared to even a lot of the other songs on piece by piece. So I just thought like it was fine. It was, it did well. Um, but it was a little bit of like the middle by Jimmy world 2.0 with a little bit more, um, fluffiness to it. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, it's a shame because Cara DiGuardi wrote on it and I do love her, but I just was not impressed. And, uh, they definitely could have chosen a, a better commercial song for to 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 lead in to really make that album as bigger than it it it, it was. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting here thinking about all the individual first singles, and they're they're all songs that I like. I will say this, um, and I think that my choices do come down to Mister Know It All and Heartbeat Song as well. Um, which, by the way, I would say probably close following would be love so soft honestly mm -hmm. um just because i thought that they're i mean it was a really good upbeat song and there's there are other good upbeat songs on meaning of life but like i thought love so soft was not the best upbeat song um but i have to say you know if i had to pick one i i still want to stay with what i said before and that was mr know-it-all again i like the song uh it had good longevity on the radio it still even gets played to this day but there was just something about how it just didn't motivate me to go out and buy the album. Like Mr. Know-It-All for me was a reminder that Kelly was back and she was making new music, but it was stronger. that got people to go out and buy the album yeah. because they're like, holy crap, like this song, like this is like her next, like since you've been gone. I mean, it was, it was that big of a song. And for me, just, it didn't, uh, Mr. Know-It-All just didn't move me enough to get like super hyped about that particular album. 
Um, yeah. I know we had a we had a bit of a long layover. Plus, we had a Christmas album in the middle there when it came to uh, you know getting excited for for albums. Heartbeat song is a, is like a one A for me. I mean, it's close yeah. uh, because I have to pick you know a lead single. What, what's your favorite though? My favorite. Um, Because I have to, st- I have to stick with what I said about Breakaway, and that Breakaway <laughs> is technically the but, fifth single. That's garbage now. That's lies. Um, I would have. I mean, I would have to say break. I would have to say uh, since you've been gone. I mean, honestly, okay. I mean that that song could not have gotten me more hyped for an album. If we're going with Jeremy's anything. thing, then fine. I'll say since you've been gone, but I'm go. I'm still staying that it was a second single. We're just getting annoying here. So, <laughs> <laughs> for our guests, though, does, is anyone ready with their their answers? Godfrey, let's start with you. Your uh, your favorite and least favorite lead singles. All right. So least favorite, I will agree with you, Pam. Definitely heartbeat song there for me. It just. Uh, you know, this got on the same kind of reasoning as you. It just didn't really represent the album very well. I know, like, obviously it's River's favorite. So I feel like she has a bit of bias towards the song, but I just like didn't connect with it. And it just, for me, there were so many stronger songs to be the first, you know, release and the first representation of the album. So for me, Heartbeat Song is my least favorite. And my most favorite, also similar to you, Pam, would be Miss Independent. I just feel like it was such a great introduction to her as an artist to the thankful era and it was such such a massive bop <laughs> that i think it was just uh it was such an earworm and uh yeah i would say miss independent for sure would be would be my favorite but if we are talking about since you've been gone being the first single off of breakaway which i also treat breakaway as the first single personally for me as well Thank you. so yeah it's uh. just because like they named the album after it as well so so i feel like they they're they're clearly tying that single Thank to you. The album. Thank you. So yeah. So either, either way, I would. I'm I'm on the same boat as you with you, Pam. Thank you, Godfrey. I fe- <laughs> I feel very seen right now. Thank you, <laughs> um, Elaine. What about you? I I, w- I mean I would agree that I would I would kind of be torn between Heartbeat Song and Mr. Know It All. Um, I kind of wonder if Mr. Know-It-All was floated out early because it was like a summer release, wasn't yep. it? And then Stronger came through in the autumn. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they were like let's soft soft launch it sort of and then hit in the autumn when we've got like the big tv shows to do the massive stuff on and christmas coming so people are going to be buying i don't know maybe i'm giving someone too much credit no you you might you literally you truly might be onto something but i would also kind of agree that breakaway is the lead single but but just because since you've been gone was Absolutely. Like, again, I suppose because she hadn't been as big over here when Since You've Been Gone started, it was just like, oh, holy God. And I remember (laughs) going into the record shops. I remember going into the record store and just going, when is the album out? When when is it out? And like waiting weeks and weeks and weeks because it was already out stateside, but we weren't getting it. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. So for just by pure virtue of what single made me want to buy the crap out of everything Since You've Been Gone. Perfect. Michelle? Listening to you guys and listening to the podcast in general, I'm realizing that I don't dislike any of the lead singles as much as everybody else, I guess. That's fair. Um, So, but I also do consider Breakaway the lead single. So I will go Miss Independent because I think if not for the success of Miss Independent, we wouldn't have maybe as many albums to quiver over. Yeah. 
Um, so I will go with that. But I, if I have to pick a least favorite, I guess I'll go My Life Would Suck Without You just to pick something different. Yeah. Um, if we want to talk about not really representing the rest of the album, for some reason for me, that sticks out just because I feel like some of the album tracks are, I'll say like harder. Yeah. And that is like the sweeter bubblegum, you know, literal lollipop. Yeah. From the photo shoot. We're going back to photo shoots. Yeah. Um, pick out of that album because it was such a, and I know you guys have talked about in the past, like such a like hard right. In yeah. Terms of, total different from the, the previous album. Yeah. So different. So I guess, I guess I'll go my life with suck without you. But again, I've learned that something about myself that I don't dislike any of them as much as everybody else. So I'm surprised none of us said never again. Again, it's like a song I like a lot, but it just I, I can't speak ill of anything from that record. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it either. I can't. Yeah. I, but I, I do I do I do know what you mean. And it was kind of something I was thinking of because I was like, I remember hearing it and thinking, ah, I bloody love this, but also not a lot of other people are gonna really love this. And, oh God. Again, it's like I love, <laughs> you know? I love the song, but I kinda have to think and maybe this is with my, you know, music marketing background, I have to think of the general public. I can't just be like, I like almost everything she puts out, because I do. But the, you know, person who loves because of you or like the random person who loves because of you or Breakaway may not be into Never Again. It's a very different vibe, very different sound. Us as major fans, we know that like she's a unit, like she's a unicorn. She can do whatever we want. She can nail any kind of genre, but the general public is not going to respond as well to that. So that was my thing. It's hard to pick a lead single outside of never again for the my december album because for I me i disagree see for me i think that it was the most commercially viable and again this is me putting my radio hat on you know it was the most commercially viable song for that album there were other good songs i thought that you, one minute could have and one minute how i feel maybe how i feel how i feel could have how i feel wasn't there a fan made video of that i don't know that sounds familiar. Somebody, I think somebody put together, everybody's like, this has to be the single. And then somebody put together a really cute video for Did it. Did it have a bunch of live footage? Yeah. I think so. But then people had submitted footage as well or something. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, I remember like playing it loads to try and get it up in the place <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I love that. I feel like for me personally, because of everything surrounding that era, I'm similar to Elaine, like, I can't speak ill of my descent. I feel, like, so much more emotionally attached because of everything that's gone on. So I have a hard time separating, like, my objective opinions maybe about certain songs on that. Except for maybe, yeah. Yeah. I kind of... I kind of think Sober is one of the most underrated tracks of, like kind of in in a very long time in music yeah and i think if it had been if it had been properly like obviously all the controversy blah that was going on at the time but if it had been properly released and like done i mean adele would release something like that and everybody would be like oh my god she's a genius yeah, i know and yeah. they and, agree yeah. and they put out like a silly I think it was slept on. they did like a they when they did release it it was like a silly radio edit and at that point you can't edit a song like that because it takes yep. away the emotion of the full thing. It was like kind of yeah, it didn't build yep. as much. 
No. Yeah. They, they did a they did a poor job with the radio edit in my opinion. And and so. maybe and maybe you're right. You know, uh, you know Adele could put a song out like that now and it would be a huge hit. Maybe it was just a song that was a little before its time. Um you know, we needed somebody like an Adele to make these big ballads more accessible and palatable again so that a song like Sober could come out and could really nail it. In fact, I could even see it right now that if if Kelly were to put out Sober as a single now, people would think that she was doing her best Adele impression. Honestly, I would love to see her, you know, bring it back on the talk show once. I completely agree with you, Elaine, that it was one of those songs that was just so missed on. They screwed it up when they tried to make it a single and they screwed it up in the edit. And it's it's really unfortunate because it just shows that it's, I mean, it's one of the most beloved songs by the entire fan base. And yet it's a song that the average person who, you know, just has Kelly, you know, a few songs on their playlist, they don't even know about. And it's, it's kind of like this fun little secret that we all have. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to petition yeah. for a sober 10 minute version, Kelly's version, similar to the <laughs> oh, all, all too well Taylor Swift release. Wow. So that we can have ten minutes of sober glory. God, I would love Godfrey that. is Godfrey is choosing violence yeah. this uh, this day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. One of my kind of going off Godfrey. I like that because one of my ideas for like, oh, maybe what's coming is some kind of like, I'll say Peacock just because of the NBC ties. Peacock Netflix like documentary. So you could use the sober all all too well comparison, and that could be like the thing. I don't know. <laughs> We're just manifesting today. NBC, if you're listening, NBC, if you're listening, we have a lot of great ideas here. We really do. Listen to us. We are the market research that you need to get your Kelly projects out. Well, you guys, this has been so much fun today to to sit and talk about some of these uh, these random topics on our roundtable episode. And uh, I want to thank Elaine, Michelle, and Godfrey for for being with us all, literally all over the world today uh, on the podcast. It's been so much fun to to get to know you guys and to meet you finally and uh, to hear your thoughts and to know that uh, we are, Pam and I are still a little bit at odds, or at least I am a little bit at odds with the rest of the fan base. I'll, I'll gladly wear uh, the bad guy crown when it comes to uh, the songs that uh, I, I take a dump on every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> You are entitled to your opinion. Yes. It's fine. It yes. might be wrong, but you are entitled. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Guys, I'm kidding. this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for uh, for being a part of our episode today. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks so much for having thanks me. Thanks so much, yeah. guys. Well, how much fun was that? I always love these roundtable episodes where we get to, uh, to talk to people from the Kelly community. And, you know, this one in particular, Pam, was pretty nice because it was literally, again, people from all around the world. Uh, both here in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. We love talking to uh, fans who are not uh, here in the U.S. because it's so interesting to get their perspectives on uh, the access to things, Kelly, um, that we take for granted. And yet, you know, you're hearing Elaine and she's just trying to she's trying to go to the record store to buy an album because she is hearing all of her American uh, friends say how great it is. And she can't even get it in Ireland you know, it's, yeah. it's not like she lives, you know, in a, in, you know, a small underdeveloped country. I mean, she lives in Ireland and she couldn't get her hands on some of the, of the music that, uh, that we take for granted so easily having access to. Uh, so it, it's so, always so interesting to talk to fans from, uh, from around the world. And I'm just so glad that uh, we could have them all on today. 
Yeah, me too. And, you know, here's to hoping that Kelly does some sort of whatever that might be, either touring or any sort of promotion for anything in her career. Yeah. But that's a new album or whatever um, in places outside of the U.S. Because, yeah, we definitely have um, a bit of an advantage. And uh, I think, you know, as I said before, it's almost like you know, we have an overwhelming amount of content for us mm-hmm. here. But that's not everywhere. So, I mean, luckily the internet is a thing where people are able to at least get to clips. But, um, yeah, here's, you know, it, I think it's, it's very interesting to hear other perspectives from other, other places in, in the world. And, uh, that being said, you know, um, we had an overwhelming amount of people reach out to us for this episode from all yes. over the world. I know I, we had made a post that was like, everyone's welcome, but we do want to get more people from outside the U.S. So we got people from everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately we were only able to get a few people on. But that being said, we're going to make this way more of a regular thing, um, whether it might not be a roundtable per se, but it might be something else where get, we get people involved in hearing their opinions and stories on things. Um, and uh, so if we wrote back to you saying we'll consider you for a future episode, we meet it. We meet it. Yeah. We do. For sure. We do. Uh, so thank you to everybody uh, for your interest in being a part of this episode. We look forward to talking to each and every one of you uh, in the future. In the meantime, you can find us all over at Miss Into Podcast. Uh, by all means, feel free to chime in on some of the topics that we talked about uh, in this roundtable episode. We would love to hear your opinions on things that are coming up in 2022 or what your impossible is. Uh, we always love to hear your feedback and uh, puts a big smile on our face whenever uh, those comments start to roll in on Tuesday mornings. Uh, so follow us on all the socials and uh, we're back again next week with another new episode, Pam. Yes, we are. And uh, if you listen on Apple, please leave us a rating and a review. Um, We would really appreciate it. And if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can also leave us a rating as well. And uh, until next week, we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com.